Six minutes past eight, Rosehill Gardens for Expressway Stakes Day. Ron, welcome back. I know we have a, a smallish field for, for a Canterbury Stakes, but it does not lack for quality. Uh, no, no, not at all. Um, so, it's like we said, there's some great racing today. Uh, looking forward to Brad's thoughts. I haven't been with Brad this week, so I don't know what he's thinking in this meeting. So, um, and to see what's happened with the prices uh, in the last 24 hours, they usually get a haircut on Saturday mornings and uh, the price assessor is the, always the bearer of bad news on Saturday morning. <laughs> well, it's going to be. We'll get to Hurl, short, we'll get to hurl shortly uh, on on that note. An ominous uh, welcome to... to no offence, though. <laughs> no no offence. Well, those tab people have uh, pretty thick skins. And anyway, um, firstly, Brad Gray, welcome back. And you've done the form and assessed the form for really a really good day of racing. Yeah, I have. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Hurls. You're making Hurls sound like he's the Grim Reaper this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. As far as, worse. Uh, the, yeah, that's true. As far as the autumn goes, I know we're still in the guts of summer, but as soon as the expressway rolls around, you think, well, we're just about at the pointy end. So the wind stakes, I know you guys have spoken about it in a bit of detail this morning, but I'm very keen, like a lot of the punters out there, to get a, another look at our golden slipper favourite, King's Gambit. I actually grew up loving the Guri silks for one reason or another. You know, you just grow up as a kid and you gravitate towards certain colours. Desert War was a favourite of mine, Northern Meteor. He was a rocket, so they're probably due another good one. I know we've seen Smart Missile and, and Hallowed Ground, but maybe King's Gambit can come along. As far as a punting meeting goes, I wouldn't say it's the most straightforward day. I think the market has a lot of these races pretty well cornered, but we're doing our best to, to try and find an edge or two. Has a chance now to defend himself and talk himself up, and that is Andrew Hurley. Hurls, good morning. I'll leave the talking themselves up to Munns. Um, good morning to you, Duff, <laughs> Brad. And, uh, and Rich, but, um, yeah, it's an interesting meeting. Um, yeah, you know, a couple of these races look straightforward, but, you know, we, we see it time and time again. It doesn't always work out that way. So, um, yeah, and business has been pretty good pretty much as soon as uh, they went over the line for the last at Warwick Farm on Thursday. Pumpkin started turning their attention well and truly to this meeting. So we start with a cab highway, Rich. Let's, uh, yeah, with nine, uh, ten races, of course. Soft five, rail at five metres, the entire fire away. Hurls, give us your, your market for race one, 20 past midday for the tab highway. All right, start with deductions here. Dancer in the dark, zero, three by six, indicative. We've got Lady Tabloid, two by three, zero howling victory, Razama, uh, one cent the win and blazing sunrise, zero. At the top, Zagalo, $51. 17 to 18, back to 17 for Lord DeSanimo. Epic Rangers, 11 to 10, back to 11. King of Spades, rock solid, $5. Went up 5.50. 101, jousting. 5.54, Olakautu, which isn't a correct pronunciation, I wouldn't imagine. But it was $7 when the market went open. Six, now 5.50 for number seven. How's it, Kev? 14 to 15. 14, Danzadel. Uh, Smilisha is a $34 chance, 23 Master of Rewards. A girl's best friend is our favourite, 480 this morning, went up 550 when the market first opened. 13 for Amaranth. Now it's also had a trim up, opened up at $23. Uh, then we've got Behind the Storm, 41 and 650 Eastern Glow. Most popular runner has been a girl's best friend, but it's also very solid throughout, has been King of Spades. And as I said, Longer price, Amaranth has met with support. Just, just quickly, Brad, just quickly, you, mm. you'd better start Hurls get Olakowatu right because he's going to be crashing over for a lot of tries for the Seagulls no. this year. So get used to Olakowatu this year. Olakowatu this Hurls nailed it. He nailed it this morning. It's, you a reckon? Scary look, it's a scary looking name on paper. I think he did a good job. Gee whiz, you're. 
Mate, you don't sit next to him during behind the gates. <laughs> Maybe I'm too quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got him somewhere thereabouts as far as the speed map goes, guys. I don't, obviously, he's not going to lead, but he probably takes advantage of a few scratchings here. Um, looking at what's come out this morning, we've lost three or four go-forward horses. Uh, Epic Ranger, he's going to make use of the, the lowish gate there and put himself right on top of the speed. Jousting comes across... Olakuatu and King of Spades, uh, the highway regular. He's just camping in behind the speed. I know he's in front last time, uh, but he was just picked off there. I think he, he's better stalker, and he gets the right kind of setup today. It looks beautiful for him, doesn't it? I, I think it looks beautiful for King of Spades. He's well. He, this is his level, and he's good at this level. Um, uh, and his two runs back have been great for a win. And like I said, left stranded in front there the other day. Gets the claim for Hannah. A good opportunity for her. And I think she can just about get the job done. The horse I'm most wary of is Eastern Glow. Would have tipped, uh, would have tipped this horse from a barrier. Um, he he looks a talented horse, I must say. Uh, big run with no luck last time, and uh, with any luck at all, he, he could be right in the finish here. Fourteen, a girl's best friend. By gee, she's had the wow factor to her, but. Time in and time out, how many times do we see it? Maiden class one, come to a highway and, you know, they just find that a little bit tough, the inexperienced three-year-olds. And Alakawatu, look, he's a good-moving horse and a good-looking record now and uh, hard to knock his two wins back from a spell. Uh, 4, 19, 14 and 7. Yep, I like him too. He's Mr. Consistency in these highways, isn't he? King of Spades, you know what you're going to get. He was a firm favourite two weeks ago in an identical race, and I don't think he wouldn't have lost too much admiration, uh, as we've already touched on. He took up the running, he was eyeballed throughout there, and he just picked off in the straight, never shirked his task, and boxed on really well to, to finish fourth. So you look at his recent record in these, and he has to be right there uh, in the finish somewhere. I think $5 is... Is fair enough, if not a little bit of overs. 14, a girl's best friend. Well, they fit into the same bracket here. Uh, 14 and 7, Olakawatu. In terms of their up-and-comers, they're coming through the grades. Coming through easier grades, but they've been doing it in style. So, big watch on both of them. And 8, how's it Kev? I thought was a... A good little roughie to throw into the mix here if you're having a trifecta of first four. Uh, overachieved in the country championships final back in April and does come here a last start winner at Orange. 4, 14, 7 and 8. Numbers for Darren Flindell are calling all the action. Darren will be with us at the 10 o'clock for behind the gates as well with number four here. King of Spades to beat seven. Olakawatu, 14, a girl's best friend and 12, master of rewards. 4, 7, 14 and 12 for Darren Flindell. The highway gets us going on Expressway Stakes Day. Race two gets interesting pretty quickly here, Hurls, with the Fujitsu General Canterbury Stakes. Two-year-old Colts and Gelding set weights plus penalties, 1,100 metres. Yeah, and the favourite, King's Gambit, has been $1.40 to $1.35. It's bounced around that price all week. We took about $10,000 on Australia Day at $1.40 for King's Gambit. $5,000 yesterday. This morning, it's $1.40 to $1.35. Red Resistance, $5.50 to $5.00. Chevron 16 to 17 uh, for me or for me or for me, uh, $23 and 650 Shinzo. This is dead, dead set one way traffic here, uh, King's Gambit. Very popular uh, with rank and file punters also in multis. Just a deduction there uh, from Little Pumper 5 by 704 Mafia. All right, speed. Uh, red resistance goes forward. He looks to get a degree of control. I think Chevron showed enough gate speed to, to probably keep him company up top. King's Gambit, uh, Famo did show some, some speed on debut. So, tactical little race, but I would expect red resistance to take up the running and King's Gambit just to stalk it. 
Yep, it looks the obvious, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked he's firmed. I, I was convinced there'd be a little specking for red resistance to beat him here. Um, I can't see him starting shorter than a dollar thirty-five with a couple of nice horses in this race. But and he's first up with improvement to come, knowing how they operate um, with a, a big program ahead and uh, with King's Gambit. But he's hard to get away from. He's a highly talented horse. Um, fast time at Mooney Valley. He's the really Golden Slipper favourite. And although he has good opposition and he's short enough, he has to be top pick. I'm a huge fan of this horse, Red Resistance. I still think he was floating uh, the other day, but I love the way he fought hard when challenged. He has definite upside, lovely big strong horse. Um, Shinzo's got a good boom on him, if you listen to the, listen to the Bush Telegraph. And Famo did start favourite uh, at his debut, and he's trials prior to that run were pretty good so and that was a heavy track one two six and four yeah i can't tip away from him uh, yeah whether you want to play it a dollar 35 i'll leave that up to the to the listeners but one two three and six he's the best two-year-old we've seen so far this season uh, he's got to come out and, and keep that mantle today i would be surprised if he didn't uh, after his fantastic debut there where he just showed all the hallmarks of a top-class youngster he's come out and, and trialed so impressively and he just does everything so easily he makes it look so easily, so effortless. So, yeah, he's hard to beat, obviously, as the mark suggests. Two, Red Resistance. He is a big, imposing two-year-old. You'll see him in the yard today, Duff, and he just towers over his rival. So I guess that makes him dangerous, being a big, strong work in progress. Uh, he did get complete control at Rose Hill there on debut, but I love the way that he quickened. And he was still green and, and still a bit gawky there in the straight. So, yeah, that's scary in terms of what he could potentially do. Three, Chevron. Maybe he was the one that the market did miss early days. That's been corrected. I did see $81 around. Now he's, he's $17. And six, Shinzo. Best of the rest. Obviously comes with that big pedigree. One, two, three, and six. Uh, two on top for Darren. Two, Red Resistance for the little upset to beat one, King's Gambit. Three, Chevron. And puts in number six, Shinzo, for fourth. So it's two, one, three, and six for Darren in race two of the Canterbury Stakes for the boys. Let's move on to race three at Rose Hill Gardens this afternoon. Hurls, the third race of the day is the Ned Australian Whiskey Handicap, a benchmark 72, and they are going over the 1,500 metres. Yeah, I'll just before I touch on that, just with the Golden Supermarket, King Scambit's $5 favourites. Very short, you would think, at this stage. Um, now, if you did want to follow Darren in with Red Resistance, it's $26 in the all-in market there for the Golden Slipper. So if it was to cause an upset today, I can guarantee you, you won't be getting $26. But uh, anyway, the future's players, there's some info. All right, for race number three on the card, Cosmic Nerva is the favourite. Now, deductions here, Hollywood North, 3 by 2 Regal Pom, 9 by 9 7 by 8 Cadetship, and Beirut Miss, 3 by 3 Cosmic Nerva is pretty short, 240 to 250 today, 14 for Timpanus. Resonator, took a bit of $1,000 at $8, which it remains at uh, around about 15 minutes ago on Resonator. $23 at Three Wise Men. Now, Wine Glass Bay's... 3.30 and went up 4.60 when the market first opened. 19.4 Watergo, Daytona 8.50 and 9.50 African Daisy. Cosmic Minerva has been the most popular, but uh, staying to meet with good support there is Wineglass Bay. 
Yeah, it looks one of the more straightforward speed maps across the meeting. Resonator goes to the front. African Daisy keeps Resonator company. Wine Glass Bay, probably not too far away in Cosmic Minerva, expecting to be much closer here uh, from the gate. And given we've got four back markers engaged, so he should get the run of the race and every chance to justify himself as a favourite. Yeah, I had Daytona going forward at fifteen hundred as well. He's gone. Okay. He's gone forward in the past, uh, earlier on in his career. So. I think there's two and a half chances here, um, and it all goes to who can take that position. These back markers, Cosmic Minerva and Wineglass Bay, I'm hoping they can race closer, or whoever gets the uh, racing style about them here, and has got a very, has got the best chance. I will lean to Wineglass Bay because of the upside with the with the import factor and doing more than enough first up when he was in the market and looked a nice horse. Uh, was a heavy track there, but, um, yeah, I, I'll lean his way to, to beat the likeable uh, Cosmic Minerva, who did a really good job. Uh, Saturday class for the first time last time, giving the impression uh, he's crying out for 1,500, and he has got that inside draw. So if he can hold that draw and jump cleanly, he's certainly the one to beat. Daytona's got a little knockout chance here, uh, reported to get the tongue over the bit last time and he's ready to step up in distance now, and Timfinist will battle on. Uh, not much between 7 and 2, 7, 2, then 9 and 3. Yeah, I've gone the way of Cosmic Minerva, I thought it was excellent last start to get in the second behind Ringmaster, uh, given the shape of the race, it wasn't really suitable for a, for a back market to get into it, there he was sustaining a really good sprint to the line, and that was his... His first run beyond 1,200 metres, he ticked that box. He's got to tick 1,500 metres, uh, but the way he hit the line there suggests that it won't be a problem. Comes back in grade, the trade-off being an extra four kilos, but he just gets such a nice setup here. So his race to lose for Resonator. Uh, I know he looked a little bit disappointing there last up on paper. That was in Queensland. He just got attacked in the early and middle stages, and that saw him softened up. I thought he was okay. His form prior to that reads well for this. Seven wine glass bay. Does he want a little bit further now? That was my only little knock there, but he was quite good at his first Australian start, so certainly encouraging that he's hit the ground running in Australia. And I thought what it goes uh, was a decent little knockout hope here. Two, four, seven, and eight. Looking at Darren Flindell's numbers for race number three on the day. He's with number nine here, Daytona, uh, to beat two Cosmic Miniver, seven Wineglass Bay, and four Resonators. So it's nine, two, seven, and four for Darren. In race three out of Rose Hill Gardens today, we push on to our fourth race of the day. Ron Duffus here, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley going through um, Expressway Stakes Day and Hurls. The market, please, for race four, the Tab Handicap. We'll have a benchmark 78 over the 2,000 metres. Number seven, Savory, your loan scratching here. Yeah, no, it attracts a small deduction there of two cents for the win. Up the top, Worthily. Now, they went up $8 when the market first went up. four forty today, so it's had a real trim up. Uh, for Lassifol, most unlucky last start. Three forty is our favourite. We've got thirty one for Bournemouth Wings. Seven fifty secret glamour. It's been easy. It went up five dollars uh, when the market first opened. Ditto with first light. It's seven dollars out to eleven dollars. Tip of the spear, very, very solid at four eighty. Twenty three for White Grassle. We've got handsome eight dollars, nineteen dollars for Shadow Park, and one oh one for Barrel and Bandit. Few of them have had a trim up, but uh, worthily, particularly eight dollars when the market first opened, four forty this morning. The Lassifile retains favouritism at three forty. Yeah, not a lot of speed here. First light goes forward, might get a degree of control. That drags Barrel and Bandit across with him, and and worthily, I'd be very surprised if he's not considerably closer here, given the gate and the shape of this race, Duff. 
Yeah, uh, just a couple of riders we were needing there. Preble on your, your drazzle here, and the other one was uh, Niffler in race nine is Abdullah, Brett Abdullah on Niffler. This is similar to the previous race where uh, can these backmarkers race closer? The, your tip of the spears, your worthilies, uh, can they race closer? Can, can you know? I don't know what Handsome does from out there, but they're, they're backmarkers in a suspect speed race here. So I thought Tip of the Spear was very, very good from a horse that um, probably would have needed to run the market suggested first up. Uh, 2,000 metres looks pretty good considering he's won at 2,000 in the past. And I've got him on top. The value runner is first light. $11. He's ready to win third up now, rolling, rolling forward with control and should be in the finish. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so Lassophile... No knock, except the price didn't have a lot of luck when getting to this distance for the first time. McDonald's sticks, which makes her, her very popular. And worthily, yeah, the writing's on the wall here. Um, should get a softer run from a better draw. I think it was their intent to ride uh, a little closer last time, and uh, I don't think he came come out real good from that outside draw. So maybe he can uh, find that box seat. Handsome's the one I couldn't line up. Um, because it's such a weak race, but it was stylish, and he's another import lightly raced. And well, there's entitled to be questions answered. I asked if the Secret Glamour wins here. Um, she was excellent, winning two and three starts back, and then went awful at uh, Ramwick. And then the trial the other day was just as bad. Uh, so I don't know what's what the story with her. I'm, I'm, I'm very wary because they're happy to run her off that awful trial. And a bad run, but anyway, we'll, we'll sort that situation out and uh, get ready to demonstrate. Six, five, two, and one. Yeah, I'm on Worthley here. One, six, two, and five. Just leaning on getting this map right. Uh, he was horribly set up last start, and despite finishing eighth of ten runners, I thought his run had good merit. So he was forced back to last from the gate, two thousand meters back to eighteen hundred meters, and which just made Mission Impossible by the fact that there was no speed in the race. So you look at his split time, he still clocked the third quickest last 200 metres. So, yeah, a little bit of a, a hidden run there. I think he's worth another chance. Uh, his form prior to that is very good around the likes of, of Mission Phoenix, etc. So tip of the spear, he looks the danger. Uh, you'd think he's going to be winning races in Australia in terms of, of what he did at his first run here. Uh, it was a real eye-catcher. I did know that Regan Bayless said afterwards that he'll... He just resented racing inside of other runners, so I think he'll take plenty from that. Regan, out to 2,000 metres, looks to suit this horse, so he's extremely dangerous. Tooth Lassifar, well found, uh, but I guess deservedly so. Did tick off the 2,000 metre box last uh, in a race where she didn't have a lot of luck. She probably should have been fighting out the finish. And five, first light, I tend to agree, Duff. Uh, he gets a, a very likeable setup here. Would have liked him to, to see him finish off a little bit better than last start, but third up, on speed favours. Uh, he has to be somewhere in the mix. One, six, two, and five. Uh, two, a special here for Darren. Number two, Thalassophile. Uh, a good thing to beat six, tip of the spear. Puts number one, worthily in for third. Number five, first light. So two, a special from six, one, and five for Darren in race four at Rosewood Gardens today. This is a race and a half. Race five, the Widden Stakes. Group three, two-year-old fillies, 1,100 metres. Tipping there'll be a bit of action in this market after nine o'clock, Earls. Yeah, I think you're right. There has been a bit of action already, however. Dipsy Doodle, six by seven, the deduction, just one cent the win for Dorothy Gale and Star Act, zero. From the tops of Garflick, six dollars, no change today. 8.50 to nine for Divine Glory, 14 to 13, back to 14, just glamorous. 
Now, learning to fly is our favourite. 360 to 380. They went up 480 on this. It was quite well supported yesterday afternoon. We were writing some significant bets for it. 41 to 31 for Lizzie's Gem. We've got Mumbai Muse, 19 to 21. Second favourite is Perfect Proposal, 380 to 390. 550 to 5 for Steel City went up $7. And 14 to 15 for Steffi Magnetica. I'm going to be very interested to see who starts favourite here because it's just 10 cents separating learning to fly and also perfect proposal and they've both had significant trim ups. Well, you've got perfect proposal who looks the likely leader, Steel City, uh, found herself outside the lead there on debut and I imagine she finds herself in the same spot here. Divine Glory isn't far away and Just Glamorous, I guess, is the one who could maybe come across from the gate. I just don't think she's naturally as, as brilliant uh, as the stalemate perfect proposal, Duff. No, I don't think she is at all. Uh, this is a race. This is a race. There's more depth in this one. Uh, I'm not saying there's not in the in the, in the Colts, but there's some really nice fillies here. I'm, I've just got a gut feeling about this, learning to fly. You don't run past, you know, a horse like Perfect Proposal in a trial, especially her second trial, the way she did if you're not highly talented. It's just where she fits in in the run here and how much start she's going to give them. And what happens up front at this, you know, we, we keep talking about it, the, the on-pace Rose Hill 1100. So it might all come down to the track. If it's still got some give in it, that might help. Uh, but I, I, I've got to go with her. But there's dangers galore. I love this perfect proposal since the gym crack. I thought it was the run of the day in, in, out of the gym crack and the breeders considering both those races were running similar time very fast and she was the only survivor of the on-speed horses in those two races, and she did an excellent job. Uh, 11 Steel City, I wouldn't sell short. Uh, we talk about red resistance not concentrating. She just wandered late there, and she didn't throw it away. And, you know, it's, it's out there that Kieran and David say this is their best filly, so there's upside to come from her. And I think she's got something, Mumbai Muse, and uh, Michael didn't deny that this morning, but probably the run she's got to have, ridden quietly, charging home here. 6, 9, 11 and 8. I've gone 9, 11, 6 and 1. I've gone with Perfect Proposal. When I did this race, uh, she was $5, and your first start of learning to fly was $3.80, so I thought, well, there's only one way I can go here, so that's levelled up since. However, uh, she's just the bomb-proof option. She's going to find the front. Rose Hill, 1,100 metres. Catch me if you can. And Duff touched on why there's so much merit to her effort there in the gym crack on debut. So, yeah, you take those trials and you take out any context in terms of what they've done today. And you probably would uh, go towards learning to fly. But just that race experience and where she's going to find herself in the run had me leaning towards perfect proposal. 11, Steel City. I don't want to overlook her. She did go around. A very firm $2.30 favourite in that race uh, on debut behind Red Resistance, and you'd be very surprised if Red Resistance doesn't come out and at least run second uh, earlier in the meeting to, to half-frank that form line. Six learning to fly, looks very hard to beat, albeit well found. Uh, just don't know where she gets to from a, a bit of a tricky gate here, but if she overcomes that, maybe she's too good regardless. Obviously, the, the drums are beating as in terms of how talented she might be. And one cigar flick. Uh, I was there at Canterbury when she won on debut, and you walk away from it and you thought, yeah, that was fair enough. But the way that James McDonald spoke about this filly, he was absolutely glowing in his endorsement. So, yeah, she's certainly one to keep a, a watch on. Nine, 11, six, and one. And, Brad, you and I have seen a little bit of divine glory as well. She's, she's pretty sharp. She's $9 here. 
Yeah, she's a beauty. She, you can't dismiss her. She's obviously got that gym crack form. She came out and made a mess of them, uh, as she was expected to do at a subsequent start at Warwick Farm when she was sent around $1.35. Her trial has been sound. Maps to get the run of the race. I think she's one of those fillies that just is what you see is what you get. So, yeah, if you wanted an each-way play in the race, you probably can't go too far wrong with her. And Ronnie and Big Oz, just glamorous. The other justify, another Ferrari up for grabs if she can improve a bit as well. Who knows? Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, and Lizzie's gem wasn't too far behind those two favourites in that trial as well. So uh, uh, there's, there's, a ta- there's no, no real tale to this field. It's interesting, isn't it, uh, guys? I mean, King's Gambit, he looks the big colt. Red Resistance is there as well. But you look at the Gold Coast and the way those fillies all, all beat the boys home. I know we're a little way off the off the Golden Slipper, but these, these, these girls look good at the moment. Yeah, I think you need a really good colt. You'll need a really good colt. We might have a couple of them, but we'll, the next run will tell with both of them. Okay, let's uh, let's get on through the Sydney preview here and go to race number six and hurls. This will be our midway today, a benchmark 72 at the 1350 metres. Every time I look at this market, it appears a, a bit of a head-scratcher. Any lead from your end? Yeah, well, as I said, it's a, it's a wide open affair. It's $5 a field. Now, this is race six on the card and races one to six today at Rose Hill, Mooney Valley and Sunshine Coast. Place a win bet. Your horse runs second or third. Their bonus bet back up to $50. Also got a special over uh, at Trenton as well. Races two to four. If you run second, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. All right, let's have a look at the market here. As I said, try and give you some sort of market lead. Flower Press comes out, zero deduction, five by six for Slickman. We go to the top, and Erno for Kim War is a $7.50 chance. Went up $6 when the market first opened. Byron's been five fifty dollars uh, this morning. We read, wrote a bit of a 1000 at that quote. Five fifty also for Kibosh. Star Beretta, $7, no change, but went up eight fifty when the market first opened. Our cheerful legend is our favourite and has been best back. Eight fifty when the market opened, $5 this morning. 14, Louvois. We've got two up 19. 14 for Grace Bay. Catapult, 26. 61, Hasty Duchess. Iceris, the old boy, $61. And La Jolle Filet. It's $8.50 after opening up at $12. And it's not unusual for La Jolle Filet, despite the fact only won four races, to actually uh, meet with market support. That's again today. Yeah, she was heavily back last start, wasn't she, Hers, mm. uh, at the Provincials there, and she, she led them up and just folded up uh, at Wyong last time out. But, yeah, the punters seem to, to like her. She won't be far away. There's a, a few speed horses here. Kibosh, second up, 13.50. She can find the front if she wants it. Byron comes across. We know uh, his go. La Jolie Fee, uh, the gallop we spoke about there. Iso Rich, not far away. Two up. Can take advantage of a low gate. And I'm hoping, for my sake, Erno can just posse up from that, from that Barry 1 today, Duff. Yeah, I think he can. I think he can. Not a strong race. Um, typical midway, isn't it? Um, look, I tipped Kibosh first up, and the market told me she uh, wasn't ready, or wasn't ready to win when she was easy late in the market, and understandably so. Uh, she'd only had one trial after over 12 months off. I thought she did enough. I think she can um, spike off that run and improve with, uh, you know, with race... Uh, recent run on a side now, and uh, I, I just think she's got better form. Um, if she only got to find a length or two, and I think she's got more than that up the sleeve. So I'll go her way. Byron's the danger. Good, tough competitor. Gets the claim and certainly gives his all. Uh, and then the stable mate, Starberetta. 
who is ready to step up in distance now. Wasn't, wasn't suited back in distance last time, that's for sure. So she's the finisher. And, but I suppose the market suggests her stable mate might be the better chance. A cheerful legend who's um, two runs for the new stable have been good and had to make that long, sustained run uh, winning that uh, race at Newcastle last time, looking pretty good. I am, and no knock on Erno, uh, because he is third up with a good draw. Three, two, four, and five. Yeah, I've gone one, three, five, and two, taking the punt that Erno's ready to do something now, third up. Uh, so he spent three years on the sideline. That's a, a bloody long time, isn't it? So maybe he's just about ready, maybe still half a run short. I think this is a very winnable race, though, if he finds his three-year-old form again. So he's a, a now a six-year-old, of course. I thought his first up run had good merit. From last, I know it reads seventh, he wasn't beaten all that far. And then last start, in harder grade than this, he just got chopped out at a critical point in the race. Now, he wasn't going to win, but I thought he should have finished considerably closer. So if the, he can hold a spot and just angle into the clear at the right time, I think there's enough in the price to, to take the punt that we might be able to see the Erno of old three kibosh. Uh, yeah, the market did indicate that this galloper needed the run there first up, strips fitter, can race forward, very consistent, hard to beat. Five, cheerful legend, uh, hit the ground running for Nathan Doyle. Good win there at Newcastle last start coming from the rear of the field. He still looks to have some upside, even though he's 17 starts into his career. And two, Byron, uh, or Byron has contested two midways for a first and a last start second. So that season deserved plenty of respect again. One, three, five, and two. Okay, Darren's numbers for the midway here. Uh, and I'll go back and give you his win uh, numbers as well, which was remiss of me to overlook. But five cheerful legend to beat two Byron, four Starberetta, and three Kibosh there in race six. So five, two, four, and three. And just going back to Darren's numbers there in race number five, six, learning to fly to beat 11 Steel City, nine Perfect Proposal, and five Just Glamorous. So six, 11, nine, and five for Darren. That was back in race five. The win, Ron, the text line's open this morning. Gordon from Arambar says, hey, Ron, can't hear your mate with the air blower in the background this morning. Yeah. The penny's dropped. I suppose yeah. we're not on course, are we, Ronnie? So No, well, I'm more interested if there's any um, texts about the scratchings this morning. No complaints there this morning? All quiet. All quiet, Ronnie. I did... I did receive a text from... I, did, I wasn't sure what the number is, Ronnie, but all they came through with the name was from the driver. And it was, um, we're not all that worried about the scratchings, but we just want to ha give us a decent crack at the debortally quiz this morning from the driver. Hmm. I'm not sure. Oh, I suspect I know who that might be, but um, might drive a certain trainer around the place, I think. I think. But well, uh, They've all got a driver now, haven't they? I think so. I, think I'm interested in, I was interested in Darren's midway tips today. He's got a bit of an in. <laughs> he's got a bit of an in with the uh, the Nathan Doyle stable. He's a cheerful legend for you, Dave. There's the blow, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One Grant Boyden. He's too good. He's very good. His last shift with us this morning, Grant. He's uh, moving on from this show. He, he will be missed, and he will be missed when he also puts up the blower. There you go, Gordon. There you go. Don't, don't tell. It's don't tell like us. Like a hairdryer. Thought might have been just laid out of the shower there, Hainsy. I don't. Uh, I don't think I own a hairdryer, Brad. Do you? He's more of a. You're more of a shower cap kind of guy, aren't you? <laughs> Just keep keep that between us. Keep that between <laughs> us. We might enter a short break here on Racing HQ Saturday. We're working through the Rose Hill Gardens form. A break, then back with races seven through ten, and that will include race eight, the Furphy Expressway Stakes. 
The Inglis Classic Sale is Australasia's best value healing sale, where the average price of an Australian stakes winner since 2018 is $100,000. Recent graduates include Marzu, Ice Bath and Classic Legend. Classic catalogue available now at inglis.com.au. Experience Friday Night Under Lights. Night racing, live bands, pop-up food markets and bars, plus kids' entertainment. Entry is free. Kia Friday Night Racing, February 10, Canterbury Park. Find out more at theracers.com.au. Hello, Frank Walker from National Tire. Frank, you've been advertising on radio for over 25 years now. Yep, radio has built the National Tiles brand. Why has it been so effective? Well, radio builds trust. They trust our brand. It's helped make us the largest family-owned tile company in Australia. Lifetime guarantee. Frank, you had me at hello. <laughs> That's the power of radio, Grace. Discover the unlimited ways radio can build trust in your brand at commercialradio.com.au. Radio Unlimited. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. If you've got the blower, it's only right that you get Munz's dog to start barking in the background. Thank you. Thank you. I see Glenn's, uh, he must be in Adelaide. He's doing a, a, a history walk this morning on Twitter. He's he's at the old Victoria Park racetrack. He likes his history. Or, he, he turns, or he's bored. I hope he turns the lights off when he leaves Adelaide anyway. So. Oh, oh, that's a tough call. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, at, least we, at least when you leave the wineries. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't drink wine. That doesn't go in his mouth. No. Is there a Pepsi factory down there? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hey, Roddy, talking, I know we're sort of digressing across the Tasman, but it looks like a few of those riders won't be going to Trentham today, given what's happening in Auckland with the yeah, flooding and that kind of thing. Look at the sales, and you know, I think a lot of the trainers would have been going... Today was when's the sale? Well, they'd on? be there by now. I think it starts tomorrow. You'd imagine they'd. Well, some of them get on the yeah, late plane well, tonight. I don't know. The airports are shut. I, I know. know. A, a, a good mate of mine, well, Jay Harron, he he flew over there last night. Got diverted to Christchurch. He's back in Sydney this morning. So some of them might wow, not. Wow, it's bad. Some of them mightn't have been able to get there. Uh, yeah. No, it looks bad. Oh, that, air, that airport's half underwater. Anyway, we digress. Hopefully, if you're uh, yeah, over there in, in Auckland, New Zealand, everything's not too bad, but the pictures coming out are, are no good at all. We know what it's like uh, flooding in this part of the world. That's, that's for sure. Uh, let's go on with our preview here, shall we? Race 7 is for the three-year-olds at Upwitzy Hurls. The Schweppes Handicap, a benchmark 88 at the 1,200 metres. Well, I'd be remiss of us also not to uh, wish Mrs. Munns a uh, happy birthday. She celebrated during the week. Always active on Twitter. Loves the racing, does Mrs. Munns. Loves the racing. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday if she's listening. All right. Brings us on to the Swept's Handicap. Mystery shot, 21 to 23. $3 Colino. Ranting, 34 to 40 uh, to 31, rather. 550 Dehorned Unicorn. We've got Noble Soldier, 17. 15 Destination. Invincible Kiss, 61 to 41. Our favourite is Spacewalk at Q15. Now, deduction there significant for Pizarro, 14 by 12. One cent to win for much, much better. Dynamic Impact, 4 by 5. 2 by 1, Van Gies and Oakville Twilight. 
You're right. Now, despite the fact we've got a two dollar fifteen favourite, and the money did go on as a fair bit invested on it uh, prior to today, this is a really, really quiet betting race. We've actually written some bets for Noble Soldier this morning. Yeah, it's a trappy little race. It's going to be a battle of tactics, particularly after we've lost Oakfield Twilight. So. I believe there's an, an option there for Invincible Kiss to be ridden further forward. Uh, Dehorned Unicorn, I don't think he's quite as sharp as he was last campaign, but he could find himself the default leader here. If that's the case, I guess he's going to be hard enough to beat. One Kalino can maybe take advantage of Barry One and, and be a little bit closer. I'm not sure what they do here with Spacewalk. Obviously, not a lot has gone right in his uh, last couple of starts. Do they take bad luck out of the equation here? Does he have the gate speed to put himself there? I don't know. There's a few questions to be answered here, though, Duff. Yes, uh, Oakfield Twilight scratching has made things a little bit sticky with the map here. Obviously, they'll be very aggressive with Dehorn Unicorn. It's their style, and he's ready for 1,200 now, and he's oh, an expected lead. Uh, outside draw is good for him in a race like this. Um, I, I'd be very disappointed if Spacewalk doesn't go forward with 51.5 on his back um, now that he's had a run back under his belt. And I think he'll, he's just too good for this lot. Um, he's just too good for this lot. I know it's his first try at 1,200, and I understand uh, the people saying that, you know, the last 50 metres, he, 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 even though he looked unlucky, that he didn't finish right off. But I'll just put it down to being first up. His prior trial was good. He's got all the form lines in the world for a race like this, and he's just thrown in. I, I think he should win, and I think all he's got to do is run 1,200 to win, put it that way. Um Kalino, he's a different horse trained like a sprinter, we all know that. Up in class and holds the same weight here, which is always a concern. Uh, Dehorn Unicorn, what you see is what you get. He's going to be a tough nut to get past. And I'll throw in Destination, who's probably form ties in a little bit there with uh, with Kalino. Uh, I think he'll win 10, 2, 4 and 8, and I'm expecting a better price to tell you the truth. Yep, I'm with him as well. One more chance, dare I suggest. 10-4, 2-8. He's pretty much used every excuse in the book so far as far as getting beaten, hasn't he? First up last prep, threw the race away. He's lost the race on protest. Last time out, he had no luck whatsoever at a critical point in the race, probably through no fault of his own. So you'd love to see him take bad luck out of the equation here. He just gets in so well, as you touched on, Duff. So, yeah, he's hard to beat, albeit the price is skinny enough, but I tend to agree in that the market's inclined to take him on late. Four Dehorned Unicorn, wide and working throughout last start, uh, where Little separated him and Spacewalk at the finish, and Little separated the pair in betting too. So don't be too quick to dismiss him, and there probably is a bit of a, an unfair discrepancy in terms of their prices. At the moment, two Kalino, this is harder again, but you can't do much more than win, and that's what he's been doing. And been doing it really well uh, in, with style, so it will camp just in behind the speed and, and have a say, no doubt, in the finish. And eight, Destination. If you like Kalino, uh, Destination's a, a sneaky little knockout here. He's a, gets a five and a half kilo weight swing, and he hasn't had a lot of luck uh, behind that horse on two occasions, so maybe one for the Maltese. Ten, four, two, and eight. Ten on top for Darren as well. Number ten, Spacewalk to beat two, Kalino. Uh, puts number four, Dehorn Unicorn, in for third. Number seven, Noble Soldier, for fourth. Ten, two, four, and seven. Mark says Munns is in Adelaide telling them everything they knew and didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Mark. He's probably running the tour, is he? I he might be. He might be one of those walking tours. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like, he's, like, he's like the Vatican. He's got, to the sky. Yeah, he's got one of those sort of things he waves above his head for the touring 
touring party behind. I drove with, uh, around Tasmania with him once. Once. <laughs> <laughs> is, he a le- is he a lead foot or did you do the driving? No, he, he drove, but he, like I said, he's, he's a historian and I've got to look at all these old buildings. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to go to the wineries and have a, a nice lunch, but he wants to drive around looking at all this history and all this stuff. So, once. Is, I mean, is, is there fact-checking going on or he's just, he just uh, no, soaks, he, he soaks it all up? No, he just soaks it all up. He's a, he's a book of knowledge. He was on sale of the century once, you know. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I was unaware of that. He got he won a uh, he got a pick of the board. I thought wrong. Or he might have <laughs> he, he might have been he, le- a, he might have been got, leading, and he went to the gift <laughs> shop and uh, <laughs> he splurged. Yeah. Cost him the game. There must be well, there, there must There's be. Gotta be we've got to get that video. There must be visions somewhere at Channel Nine, surely over the time. Anyway, mm. there you go. Could you imagine? I mean, Ron, you, you can maybe talk from experience. I mean, around Europe, all those churches and that kind of stuff. He'd just be in his element, wouldn't he? Just hunting uh, around the place. Yep, you look at all the churches, get all the shoe shops. Um, and you say, I'll see you after lunch, bye. <laughs> see you at the pool. <laughs> Let's get on to our feature, race eight, the Furphy Expressway Stakes. T- take the time to go back, uh, look through the honour roll here. Some good ones have won up. We know set, uh, well, stand and wait for age, should say. Group two, 1,200 metres, and hurls all eight to go around, or all nine to go around. Little little early taste of autumn for us here. As you say, what an honour roll. We've got Lonro in there, uh, Trapeze Artist in recent years. Uh, Saintly won this race. Joanne, uh, gee, she was a ripper too. And, and Duff, mate, my first appearance ever on a racetrack was in 1989 where Groucho won this race. He was an yeah. absolute beauty, Groucho. Uh, Dr. Do I ever? Dr. Chapman. Yeah, he loved yeah. Warwick Farm. I think he was unbeaten at Warwick Farm. For the life of me, I can't remember who rode it. Was it Shane Mark Dye? Demonford. Mark uh, Shane Dye and Mark Demonford used to ride him. Yeah. You know, and you forget, you know, Kingston Town won this race and Luskin Star and Zephyr Bay and uh, Sadapa. Uh, yeah. Saintly won this race. Correct. And uh, even, you know, to think Ty the Knot won a 1,200 after a Cox Plate preparation. Uh, mm, so it's been a marvellous race. But it used to be the second week, the second week in February. Uh, but so it was always a, at Warwick Farm. Yeah. Was it at Warwick Farm? I'm, I'm not pretty sure. sure Groucho, yeah, I'm almost positive Groucho won at okay. Warwick Farm when winning Expressway. Uh, Beauty. Yeah, it's been a great race. Mm. All right, we've got a full field engage where Nicolina Vito is a $21 chance. 71 much, much better. Pizarro, $9. In from 11 Now, Forbidden Love's been easy. Two fifty three twenty today. $5.00. Maria Mia, Van Giz, 71 to 81, 51 for Kawati. We've got twice as special 61, and our favourite is Golden Mile. They went up 225 on uh, Wednesday afternoon, 220 this morning, now into 210, and clearly best back runner. Yeah, another race where it's going to be a, a battle of tactics here. So my read on this map, and I think there's going to be a, a few variations out there, is that they go handle with bars down here potentially with much, much better, because I think the way he runs his best race is to get to the front, but how willing is Kieran McAvoy going to be on Forbidden Love uh, to, to hand up the fence? If much, much better finds the front, that gives a lovely card across to Maria Mia, who can then use her fitness advantage. Similar case with Kawati. I think its best chance of, of running a cheeky race is probably to get out in front itself, so I wouldn't be surprised if that generates 
uh, a little bit of interest in the first couple hundred metres as far as two or three of them making a pop for the front. Golden Mile just camps second half of the field and, and has hut last crack. Whether it justifies being $2.20, I guess, remains to be seen. But interested to hear your thoughts on this map here, Duff. Yes, um, I don't think Karen will be coming out steady on Forbidden Love. I think he'll kick up for a start mm. before he makes a decision. He won't be handing up to, to anything like your Kawatis or your much, much betters in, you know, without having a little bit of a dig because he doesn't want to probably get behind him. I don't know whether much, much better has showed the speed that he's got at his, his last couple of runs, but whether there's as much pressure here, I'm not sure. So the, the thing that does shock me is even though I'm tipping Golden Mile, is I was anticipating a move for the mare. And to think that she's 3.20 now is a bit of a shock to me, to tell you the truth. I I, um, I thought they'd be very close in the market by jump time, um, considering, yeah, look, just considering this race, you know, the conditions of this race, um, the wait for age factor, there's, there's surely only two hopes. You know, your proven mare... Was she 111 Raider and and your up and coming boom three year old who's trialed brilliantly? They're both trialed well enough. I think it's a two horse race. I just he's not going to be wound up. He's got they're thinking you know he might be a Doncaster Mile horse, but sometimes good horses can overcome that. Most times good horses can overcome that. So I'll leave it to McDonald to do his thing. Avoid a few maybe. I don't, I don't like to say it, but speed humps here. And if he if he's in within a couple of lengths of him, I think he's just that little bit too strong for Forbidden Love. And then it's Maria Mia and Pizarro filling the, the third and fourth for me. Uh, terrific contest, nine, four, five, and three. Same numbers for me, nine, four, five, and three. Golden Mile, three-year-olds have got a fantastic recent record in this race. They've won three of the past five. That, of course, wouldn't be lost on James Cummings, who, who launches Golden Mile's preparation here. So... Enemo got rolled in this race, what, 12 months ago, but that was a combination of factors. He, his pre-race antics and, and a bit of a, a track bias that meeting uh, played against. So I think he gets the right kind of setup here. Duff touched on the fact that he's trialled really well. He looks sharp. He's only had the one hit out, but I, I like that in, in terms of keeping him nice and fresh here. So whether you want to take $2.10, it's probably on the skinny side. I'd be surprised if he started any shorter than that. I'd be inclined to think that he, he gets out a bit late, but I think he, he's hard enough to beat and make some kind of statement today. Four, Forbidden Love. We're just gambling whether she's back to her best, aren't you? We're basing it purely off one trial, and yes, she trialed like an absolute rocket at Warwick Farm and looked incredible, but she didn't turn up at all last campaign. So if you can take her purely on face value and trust that she is back, yep, she's mighty hard to beat in this. Five, Maria Mia has that advantage of a run under her belt, and I thought she was really determined and really gutsy there. She gave away... Plenty of weight to the field, albeit in easier grade, uh, but she didn't shirk her task. And maybe she's typical of the Joe Pride yard in that she's only starting to hit full maturity now and could be better again this time back. And three, Pizarro. The thing in his favour is he's got a turn of acceleration. So if it turns into a bit of a muddling run race for any reason and it's a dash home, we know he's got a turn of foot. Nine, four, five and three. And Richard, I, I have my own text line happening. Um, the Expressway Stakes was initially always run at Ramwick, uh, but was run at Warwick Farm in the early 80s when the remedial work was being done at Ramwick. So there, there has been one or two at Warwick Farm, but um, the rest at Ramwick. We have a text there, Ronnie, there from, uh, from Cranky Old Bear. He says, now, <laughs> now you're talking duff. Zephyr Bay was a beast. Yep. So a um, few texts coming through there, a few people chipping muns. We won't go into that too much, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's fine as well. Someone's saying, Hurls, you sound like you're in a cave. Why won't Sky <laughs> buy him some decent equipment? Matt from Newey. <laughs> 
Anyway, they're up and about <laughs> okay. on the. I thought with, I thought the text line was busy during behind the gates, but there's a bit going on here. Let's get on to race number. A couple of races to go before nine o'clock hits. So let's let's dive into race number nine and uh, hurls a benchmark eighty-eight here. The Kiora Stud Handicapper sort of read during the week. Kiora and Vinery um, joining forces, or certainly some agreement there, and uh, a benchmark eighty-eight over the fifteen hundred metres. Super Strike, 8 to 850. 320 to $3, Major Artie. We've got 950 to 10 for Niffler. They went up $15 for Niffler, so has been spec. Uh, Bold Mac, 280, no change. 17 to 18, Caesars Palace. Bazooka, 850 to 9. 21 for Savory. Bluff and Bluster, 12 to 13. And Un American, 101. Uh, Fire Kingdom comes out, zero deduction. 5 by 5, Night of Power. And Saigon, 8 by 9. Now, in terms of activity here, not the strongest betting race of the day, but yeah, Major Artie has been most popular in front of Super Strike, despite that $8.50 quote. Yeah, speed in this race. We've got Major Artie looking to get a degree of control. Caesars Palace, I think by default, finds himself outside the lead. And Bold Mac, the favourite, can take advantage of a, a lack of tempo here and probably just parks one out, one back, if not just on the back of Major Artie. I'm tied to the hip with Super Strike, and I want to be with him today. The visor's off, blinker's back on. He's had uh, five weeks between runs where he had heat stress last time. He gets barrier one and a claim today, and hopefully he can just keep up two or three lengths closer. Love to see him on Major Artie's back here, and I think he'll give you a great sight. Very hard to beat Major Artie. Just wish probably... Which was a little bit further than 1500 now, but um, he is definitely the one to beat. He's primed for Bold Mac. I think he's under the odds, but a good chance. And Bluff and Bluster showed what he could. He's going well, Bluff and Bluster. He showed what he could do when he can race that little bit closer, and maybe he can again today with the makeup of this race at 1500. One, two, four, and eleven. I've gone four, two, three, and five. If Bold Mac's going to win a race this preparation, he couldn't get a better setup. Could he? Yeah, he's probably a shade under. It's two dollars eighty. It's skinny, but in the context of of the race here, third up on the quick backup, he had excuses first up in a sprint home. He had excuses second up when posted wide. Maps to get the run of the race. James McDonald back to fifteen hundred meters. I think is a tick, if anything, because maybe there's still a little question mark over him getting a strong mile. Two major arty. Uh, he was in front until a couple of strides from home over this same track and trip two weeks ago. Banju just ran him down. On the line, no excuses for him. Gets control, third up, catch me if you can, Tim Clark doing the steering. I think Niffler shapes to potentially jump out of the ground here, second up. She's unbeaten, second up. Uh, she was okay there, first up. That was just a, a trip short of her best, 1,200 metres. So second up, 1,500 metres. I just would have liked to have seen another leader or two, given where she's drawn. But she'll be screaming home, I've got no doubt about that. And five, Caesars Palace, I think could be the knockout hope. Been quite impressed with the way he's trialled this time back. Four, two, three, and five. You're not alone, Ronnie. Number one, super strike for Darren here in race number nine. Uh, one to beat two, Major Artie. Three, Niffler. Four, Bold Mac. One, two, three, and four. Our central viewers saw Darren's numbers in the expressway, but just for the uh, for the radio audience, Darren's with Forbidden Love. Four to beat nine, Golden Mile. Three, Pizarro. And puts in number five, Maria Mia. So four, nine, three and five in race eight, one, two, three, four in race nine. Tenth and last hurdles, we come to the Kiora Stud Handicap and we finish off, uh, or I should say the Shandon Handicap, pardon me, uh, a benchmark 78, 1350 metres, race 10, the last on the day. Yeah, a few scratchings here, Noble Soldier, three by three, three by four, dynamic impact, cosmic 
Minerva goes around the early race, 14 by 13, 2 by 1 for you, North, and Swamp Nation, a zero uh, deduction. We go up the top here, Super Pursuit, uh, $11. Now, even allowing for those scratchings and deductions, I went up 34, so it has met with support. $12 contributing factor, so am I. Eight to nine, back to eight dollars. Uh, they went up nineteen with it as well. Four Valar, ten dollars. Seven dollars for Priscilla Styler. We've got French Marine, thirteen no change. Thirteen no change. Hollywood North, and down the bottom. Think about it. It went up two ninety. Uh, they were willing to take that price. Earncock the haircut. Now it's a dollar ninety five. Is it too hot, Rich? Uh, these favourites in the last in recent weeks have been going under. So certainly. Uh, supporters of the favourite here in the last one, hopefully, uh, that that pattern doesn't continue. Yeah, it makes you a little bit nervous, doesn't it? Odds on favourite mm. in the get out there. Uh, it's obviously decisive for the bookies or the punters to end the day. But speed for Valor takes control. Contributing factor, I think, can be closer here with Josh Parr doing the steering. French Marine maybe rolls forward. Uh, he is pretty versatile. He can settle back and forward in a race. With only really one designated leader, uh, maybe he rolls forward. And think about it, the favourite. I was impressed that he showed a bit of tractability there first up. He settled in the first four and did it quite comfortably. So I'd expect something similar here, Duff. Uh, yes, I thought this was the gamble of the day. Here we go. Richard Collett finishing double here for me. Uh, Super Pursuit, $34. I, I couldn't help myself. Obviously, there's a $0.22 cent deduction there. but Nice shopping. Yeah, well, it was just stood out when they went out. Mm. You know, like he... He goes from the 88s to a suspect, I think, 78. He gets the claim this week, up in distance. He, was, he wasn't suited back in distance behind, and his previous form is out of those very fast IME races. Uh, and he's, he's proven at 1,300 in New Zealand. And I think he's ready now, three runs back after a year off. Um, yep, yeah, I'm happy to, uh, to, to, to have a throw at the stumps with him. He looks a nice horse, think about it. But has he got any form yet? I don't know. You've got to be impressed what he's done in his short career, but $1.95 in a Saturday race, I'll, you know, I'll sit back and assess him after today, but he is the danger. Four Valor's going to give an almighty side up front here with no pressure on him, and he's a very good second-up horse contributing factor. He's the big improver, but happy to go with one, one eleven six and 3. I've got 11, 6, 3 and 7. 11, think about it, the up-and-comer. Uh, he looks well-placed to, to make that transition into Saturday grade. 4, Valor, uh, catch me if you can. Third up, no excuses on speed. 3, so am I. I thought he was fantastic there last start, and he's been fantastic. All preparation uh, without reward, but he's versatile enough to, to be much more prominent in the run here from the low gate. And it's 7, Grassler Styler. Gets her, her chance here, or his chance here. Barrier's a little bit tricky, but you've got James McDonald doing the steering. So hard enough to beat after an encouraged re return from this four-year-old gelding. 11, 6, 3 and 7. Well, Darren's uh, with the Richard Collett bang bang to finish off the day as well. Number uh, number one, super pursuit for Darren. And to beat sharing four. notes. Yeah. <laughs> to, to beat, hope so. <laughs> beat four, so am I. 11, think about it. And seven, Brasili Styler. One, four, 11, seven. Expressway Stakes Day at the Canterbury, the Witten. Great day ahead. Duff, can you recap your best, please? Um, dare I say Spacewalk uh, in race seven and best value Super Pursuit in the last. I'm going to have a crack at this new road today, the M4 into the M8. If I don't turn up, send a search party out for me. <laughs> where, do you, where do you go in there, Ronnie, or you're uh, about to find out? At, at Mascot. I think you go in there and you bang. There's no, you're just straight to Rose Hill, apparently. I'll see about that, but um, I'll give it a crack. Do you claim your toes back, Ronnie? How many are there around now? 
M1s to, to M10s. Oh, I don't know so. the numbers. I'll just follow, yeah. the, para- I'll I'll follow, follow the paranormal sign, I think. Gus <laughs> probably got his own lane as well. Oh, I'm excited about this. No no Parramatta Road and no Victoria Road or whatever they are, and, and I'll see what happens. You might be on your lonesome through there this morning, Ronnie. I know. Morning, just I'm, cr- rolling I'm happy on to pay. There. I'm happy to pay the twelve dollars, whatever it is. <laughs> Thirteen dollars fifty. Oh God. That's <laughs> okay. Thank you, Ron, and we'll see you trackside soon, good man. Thank you. See you, guys. Ron Duffers here. We're on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Uh, Brad, are you going to try any new toll roads around Sydney today, or just take it a bit more quietly? No, I think I'll just maybe set up camp here at home, Hainsey. That's the way to go. What do you like yeah, today? What are you keen to There we go. Best for me, race three, number two. Cosmic Minerva. I think it's the right kind of setup for him, and he'll justify going around as a pretty well-found favourite. Good man. Good to chat, and we'll uh, we'll catch up during the week, no doubt. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Brad Gray, Ron Duffersing, and Hurls. All those markets up with the tab around the place, and uh, hits nine o'clock. We'll see what the punters want to do about this meeting now. And if you want to take that Richard Collett um, double there, you're looking at $93.50 to be precise. It'd be a uh, certainly a nice collect, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Are you back for behind the gates? I will be dialing in, and then I will be in the studio as well from about 11 o'clock, so it's a busy day coming up. But, yeah, I'm definitely uh, – wouldn't miss behind the gates, Rich. No way in the world. Uh, James McDonald is a dollar ten favourite here for the Jockeys Challenge today. It's a very short, usually the case. $11, Tim Clark, $18 for Jason Collett, $26 or better. Uh, for the remainder of the field. In terms of racing extras today, and I'll give you because we will have a market as well for J-Mac, how many wins? Well, we've got a, a Spacewalk and Golden Mile uh, special there, both to run top two at $3. But, um, yeah, head to tab for all those details. And yeah, I'll join you in around about an hour or so. Rich, let's hope we can get this multi home uh, this week. Okay, I'm sure we can, and we'll give it a red-hot go again. We'll take a break here on Racing HQ Saturday, 3 past 9. And on the other side, it's Mark Hunter. His thoughts and selections for Group 2 Racing at the Valley today.